All right, there it is. Uh, why? Uh, because this is an AM session of the Neil World Order podcast. Uh, two weeks in a row. Look at me, guys. Back to back episodes. What used to be like a, a guaranteed thing, <laughs> hard to come by anymore. So, um, before I even get started, uh, gotta love the homage to Robin Williams. Um, great guy, unfortunately, uh, lost way too soon, way too tragically. So, I, I thought I talked about this last week, um, that I've been driving Uber now at night. It's, uh, it's really good money. It's great. I love it. It's easy. Uh, it's not as awkward as I thought. Um, you know, you kind of, I kind of do, we're, this is kind of a resort area. So, you get a lot of people that come up from Chicago. Um, you know, they have lake homes, go to dinner, go to bars, uh, people that are in town for weddings, bachelorette parties, bachelor parties, golf outings. Dude weekends, chick weekends, whatever. So uh, I was out last night doing it till like, um, I don't know, I got home about 2 a.m., which is why obviously I'm down here now and you're like, dang, boy, it's early as it's 9.30 in the morning, but I've actually been up for like two hours. So I'm sleeping this morning and my wife's like, she's waking me up. She's like, somebody's at the door, somebody's at the door. Like, it's like ringing the door we have a ring so it's not like it rings but it goes to our you know our, our phones our watches whatever there's not like a doorbell that rings to the house and gets the dogs acting like you know it, it's a fucking madhouse here and she's like and they like have the glass door like the storm door open they're knocking or pulling i'm like what you know and we look and it's like two women two girls um and i'm like what the fuck you know and we see a car in the driveway and they're like not leaving and i guess she watched it for a few minutes before she finally woke me. I was like, you need to go down. I'm like, yeah, obviously, I'll go downstairs. I'll see what this is. So um, I go downstairs, and, um, you know, I open the door, and I'm kind of like, yeah. And, you know, I pulled the glass. I, I mean, not to be misogynist. It's two women. I'm not, you know, two smaller Hispanic women. I'm not really feeling threatened. Um, and I, I doubt they're going to su- kidnap me and sell me into human sex slavery or anything. But... She was a, the one girl was someone I had given a ride home to from a local bar last night. Uh, someone, I don't know, a friend of hers had put her in the car. She was uh, rather uh, intoxicated, not belligerent or anything, just she was in a bad way. And said, please make sure she gets home and gets into her house, blah, blah, blah. And she had left her phone in my car. And that, you know, and as I went from the, from when she said that, I was like, oh, okay. You know, because she's like, I was, she's like, you're so-and-so, you were my Uber driver, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, and then it kind of clicked. And I was like, okay, okay. And so I was like, yeah, I'll go look. You know, so I went around from the front door, locked the front door back, went around to the garage door, opened up, and, you know, there, there's her phone sitting in the back seat of my car. You know, and as I was walking, I was like, how the fuck do they know where I live? You know, and then I realized, oh, with your creepy little iPhone, you can track the shit out of your phone and knows exactly where it is, you know, and in a way, I don't want to be that guy, you know, but like if I live by myself here, not a big deal, but you know, with my wife here, my dogs, Bia is here, in a way it was kind of unsettling and I get, it is what it is, you know, I guess by doing that job, I kind of put myself out there, but um, yeah, that was kind of weird, you know, and she gave me 20 bucks just for answering the door, so I'm like, okay, it was the easiest money I ever made on top of whatever I got paid to drive her the mile and a half. I I remember it wasn't very far. 
but um, crazy shit. Yeah, you know, those are the um, adventures in Uber. Um, that it, it was kind of an event, eventful night as far as that. I went to pick up another rider who uh, one of the other passengers riding with me, uh, and I saw law enforcement present at the resort when I was picking him up. And they were like, well, he's either going to be riding with you or these fine gentlemen over here at the police department. And, you know, typical cowboy guy had too much to drink and, I don't know, wanted to fight everybody or just get... And I'll never understand that. Like, I'm a happy drunk. I think we've talked about that before. I don't see the need to, you know, whip out my dick and try to measure it with everybody just because I can't handle my liquor or whatever. But, um... Yeah, no, it was a good night. Made good money. Um, you know, that part of it was really weird, having people at my door. But I assume it was equally weird for them. She was very apologetic. Um, I'm not drinking liquor this morning as I do this. I actually have a bubbler antioxidant sparkling water. It boosts and energizes and restores balance. Oh, maybe that's like an ad, but I didn't get paid for that. Maybe I should. But anyways, but yeah, that's kind of uh, my morning. Um, we, uh, you know, post-Labor Day, final days of summer, days are shorter, temps are supposed to be cooler. Uh, it's been a little cooler at night, days have been nice. Uh, school has started, football is back. Uh, University of Tennessee played last night again. Uh, Joe Milton at quarterback looks like shit. Can't complete a pass over six yards, can't get near the receiver. Packers Bears today at uh, 3.30. Uh, I believe every receiver for the Packers is injured, so um, that could be interesting to watch. Uh, I think the Bears win. Once I saw the injury report, I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't see. If the Bears lose this game, you know, it might be a long season in Chicago. But uh, Lions beat the Chiefs the other night, and... Uh, a game I feel like Kansas City gave away. Uh, I feel like Kansas City got away with lining up incorrectly and some illegal formations slash false start, trying to um, prevent Lions defensive end or edge rusher, whatever they call it now, Aiden Hutchinson, from killing Patrick Mahomes all night. But it's awesome. NFL's back, man. You know, if your team's good, it's awesome. I mean, I guess it's even awesome if your team's bad. The Browns seem to pack their stadiums every year, and we all know they're not going to make the playoffs, win the Super Bowl, or even sniff the division. But, uh, you know, I guess that's the cool thing about seasons, sports, it all comes around, right? Uh, that being said, I mean, we have now appear to be entering COVID-2 electric boogaloo as uh, COVID is back in the headlines. And I don't know if it's the media or... The politicians, it seems to be making a, a comeback, you know. I don't know if any of you even glance at the media, but they're doing their best to make it happen again. And my guess is maybe they're trying to start this early before the 2024 election because it will uh, take longer to try to push all this nonsense and propaganda to the masses again because I think so many people kind of woke up and realized this was all a scam, the shot was a scam, it's just stupid. And like I've said this before, if you're still on that COVID mask train, at this point you are on it for life, you know, that's it. Big Pharma owns you, you've sold your soul and your ability to think for yourself, you've sold it all to them. You know, I think the evidence has been overwhelming that everyone was lied to. Um, 
that the numbers were completely misrepresented, whether it was death, risk factors, recovery rates, yada, yada, kids were safe. You know, it pretty much affected people 65 and older and people with underlying health conditions, possibly autoimmune diseases. End of story. And, you know, do we really even, before any of that, do we even want to talk about how effective the jab was? I mean, it was effective in killing young people. If you look at the rise in myocarditis deaths in people 18 to 39, it's at record highs, but shh, we don't, we don't talk about that. We don't need to talk about that. Because, you know, the pharmacy companies aren't liable for anything you put in your body anyways. So put your mask on, you know, deal with it. But um, my thing is, imagine, like, I guess I look at the intellect of the presenter of, Imagine suggesting masks after years of trying to push a vaccine on people that doesn't work, that didn't do anything but cause a lot of heart issues and premature deaths and just lead people to think they need... It's almost like you created like a new version of crackheads. You give them this thing and then you tell them, hey, get your booster, get your booster. And they're, you know, they're like, you know, it's not like they're... Well, they're addicted to the security they think it brings them, which is none. But anyways, but I guess we just you know, enjoy our pretend science for our pandemic. So we'll put the, people will put the diapers back on their face. And it's kind of, it's disgraceful and embarrassing to think that this could even be a thing again in this country. I mean, it was bad enough it happened to once, once, you know, it's kind of like fool me once, but I feel like if we learned anything, and I know, I feel like I've said this a lot throughout the years, from COVID and the whole pandemic and all that, it's that stupidity is our biggest plague, you know, and there's numbers on it. You know, if we're being honest, apparently we have at least 81 million people who suffer from it in this country. We don't know if they're all living, but 81 million people regardless. So uh, this week's episode, um, Richmond, north of Richmond, a while back, and like I said, you know, I Took a little sabbatical there. Uh, a guy named Oliver Anthony gained fame by releasing the song Rich Men, North of Rich Men, um, which is kind of like a fuck you to the government and ode to the working man. You know, the struggles of the everyday person, the blue collar, your everyday bag lunch, working class America. And the song's been huge. The response has been huge. Um, you know, so much so that you could almost... You know, in the weeks that have passed, maybe almost a month or so since the song kind of hit mainstream, that you could almost say it's done a 180 where it's maybe played too much. You know, that it's almost, and I look at that and I'm like, maybe that's what the system does. Maybe they're like, you know what, in America we can make you hate something you love, you know, something that resonates with you by beating, we, we'll find that horse and we'll, we'll beat that dead horse, you know, but... Skipping all that part and going back a little bit to the initial rise of the song, which it's still rising, it's still doing great on the charts, it's still, you know, some politicians are using it, I, th I think there's an irony to that, because I think the song spoke to, you know, Oliver Anthony made it clear on his, on the Joe Rogan appearance that both parties are destroying this country, this wasn't a pro-right song, it wasn't a pro-left song, and I applaud him for that, but I, I think... The, why the song resonates, and it's kind of simple. It's just all of us, regardless of race, religion, whatever, we're, we're all fucking sick of these assholes. You know, in D.C., maybe even in our state government, um, your local municipalities, your school boards, you know, and like I said, 
throughout the country, and it's both parties that are just running this fucking country into the ground. You know, in so many ways, and this is finally being talked about more seriously now, I feel like, is that this country has a government structure that's composed of fucking fossils. And I'm not talking about fossil fuels. I'm talking about old motherfuckers that probably can't even control their own bowels, let alone legislate laws and dictate how the rest of us normal, functioning, non-mouth breathers should live. You know, some of these people are a step away from being vegetables, some which already are, Diane Feinstein, and all these people, you know, that are elected, whether it's Senate, senators, Republicans, president, you know, governors, whatever, they have nothing in common with you and I. Even the people maybe in your party that you support or you think, oh, I identify with this. You know, maybe he says some talking points and, you know, they, I'm telling you, they don't value what we value. They don't, and they don't empathize with you. Uh, They simply don't get it. And, you know, you could say that and you could tell me I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, I'm just a cynic, but why has nothing fucking changed? A lot of these guys aren't new. You're talking guys that have been in this two, three turns. They ain't done shit. Nothing's better. Your life isn't better. You know, I'm not saying it's in the toilet, but it's definitely not better. They haven't done anything to enrich your life. So if it was a relationship, you would say it's almost like a toxic relationship and you would probably end it and try to find something better. But as Americans, you know, we don't do that. Instead, you know, we have these puppets that are paid by donors to utter idiotic slogans, push ridiculous agendas you know, and ultimately, they make the rich richer, the poor poorer, and they sell us this dream that they're doing the opposite. You know, and I, I thought maybe with this song that maybe we reached a point where people are starting to understand this. They're starting to get it, like, not just say, oh, yeah, f- fuck the government, they hit, but, but really understand fuck the government, you know? Like... It's one thing to say it, it's another thing to mean it and comprehend it and, and re, you know let that resonate with you and understand that these guys are dry fucking you in the ass like it's your third day in prison, you know, and, and they will continue to do it. And I, I, I don't know, you know, and all the understanding we have for it, you know, and, and realizing that this has happened and thinking and maybe the, the catharsis of coming to it Scott loves the word catharsis. And um, it, it, that in itself accomplishes nothing. You know, action, a verb, you know, change, that that's what starts to make this better, send it in a different direction. I've always talked about that, that, you know, and I think as someone who leans more conservatives, the conservatives are the worst about that. Conservatives will tell you, everything that's wrong and everything that needs to be better and who's the bad guy and what they do. But they don't do shit about it except just it's kind of like the kid who, you know, instigates the fights. Hey, there's the guy you need to go beat up. And then they walk away, you know. So then then I guess the next step becomes what is the revolution, for lack of, of a better word? You know, what does it look like? Is it Trump? You know, is it Kennedy? I doubt it. Is, is it Ramaswamy? Um, I, I, I think, I'll be honest, if I'm being honest and we're being transparent here, I think Trump laid the foundation for changing politics. There's a reason why this man spent his 
entire public life not being persecuted, not being tried to put in prison, not being drugged through every tabloid and destroyed by every major news source. Why in his whole public life, other than his divorces, you hardly ever heard about anything about him. And then when he gets in politics, he rattles some cages, he starts to change the thought process. People start to think, oh, they could lose their grip on power. Bam, hey, we got to get rid of this guy. And, um, and while he laid the, the, the foundation and, and maybe opened a lot of eyes and, you know, he didn't drain the swamp, but he told, he showed us there was a swamp. He showed us who was in the swamp. He showed us he might have taken some water out of the swamp. But I know this is going to be a really unpopular opinion, but I don't think Trump can be the person who finishes this, or, you know, or who moves the needle further. I just think there's too much noise with Trump um, and baggage. And, and I, I agree all these charges are bullshit, but, but obstacle after obstacle is being presented. And I'm not one of those people that thinks you ever quit, you know, you overcome in this. But at the same time, I think at some point things become a distraction. Things become, um, things start to not be efficient because you're being pulled in so many different directions that you're, you know, instead of what could be a straight course now becomes a squiggly line and you're driving in circles and it becomes a curvy road and nothing gets done, you know, and say like he does get elected. It could almost be lame duck because these fucking idiots on both sides are going to create so much, I don't know, red tape and bureaucracy shit that nothing gets done because at the end of the day they want to protect themselves they don't care about you and i they don't want a better america they don't want a more prosperous america a productive america a strong america they want america where they're empowered they don't even care if it's called america they just want the positions they have and attain the wealth they have to grow that wealth to make more of the wealth um you know and I, I had faith in, in DeSantis. I did, you know, and I feel like in so many ways he's gone silent. And then maybe I think that's because some of the money that's in his pockets now with donors have told him to do. I thought he did well in the, that whatever that debate was. It was obvious that uh, Ramaswamy wiped the floor with all those guys. Um, other than DeSantis and Ramaswamy, I don't think anyone else should have been on that stage. But... Um, I feel like DeSantis doesn't have a game plan anymore, and I think he's just waiting this out to see how the Trump stuff plays out, and he doesn't want to quit. So I think he's just sticking around till, I don't know, I worry that maybe he wasn't the person we thought he was. And I'm kind of disappointed because I look at everything in Florida, and I was like, this guy is governed very efficiently, very productively. Um, Florida has been successful, whether it was covid People aren't just moving there because of sandy beaches and great weather, you know, and lack of income tax and a better tax structure. I mean, sure, that's part of it. People don't want to be taxed to death because taxes, on so many levels, taxation is theft, you know, on all the things we're taxed on. You know, you're taxed on your paycheck and then you that same money you use to buy things, there's tax on that, there's tax on gas, there's state tax, local tax, county tax, property tax, like but we could sit here for a whole episode and do that fucking math, and and, and I hate math. But you know, I I don't know where where this goes, you know, and and I wish I did. And it's not one of those things. I mean, I I think 
I think it's more than obvious Trump comes out the nominee unless they kill him or put him in prison. I think there's a good chance he's still the nominee if they put him in prison um, by some way, hook or crook way. But I don't know what that looks like, you know, and I think it's it's interesting. I think there's so much that has to get fixed that it it, it, it it's going to need one, more than one man's loud voice. And I don't know what the fuck that noise is, but it is driving me nuts. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know, I guess I'm anxious to see where that goes. And I, I, I want to be hopeful, but it's like sometimes you think, you know, it's always the darkest before dawn. So we'll see. Uh, you know, I guess speaking of dark things, you know, a lot has happened, um, since I've been doing regular episodes, I feel like I could have done a f- five episodes with all the things I've missed, like back to back to back. Um, you know, and I didn't get in, I don't believe I got into this at all last week. It's one of the things I overlooked with everything is Hawaii. You know, um, I don't know if you guys have seen, I'm sure you've seen some of the images, you know, and, you know, the destruction, the burning, the, you know, the, the reports on the number of missing people, which I, I feel like maybe there's not been a lot of information on that. The lack of response by the federal government, you know, the list goes on. But, I, you know, we, we can be thankful in knowing that Oprah's house is safe um, and that her and Dwayne Johnson. Sorry, Kylie's texting me. Oh, because. Uh, OK, anyway, sorry. Um, have pledged $10 million each to purchase up, I, I, I mean, uh, rebuild and help uh, people who've lost everything and rebuild the island. And you guys know I love a good, for lack of a better word, uh, conspiracy theory. And, and, you know, and I don't, I don't want to use that word anymore because I feel like they're not really conspiracies. They're kind of like, what do we call, I mean, the way it works, eventual truths, because that's what most of them become, um, future Things that everyone realizes are true, you know. So there's these videos. Um, and you may think I'm going out here. Out here and sometimes I do. But I'm telling you, I've seen these. I believe this. Uh, I have no reason not to believe this. But there's these videos. And uh, they've demonstrated how, uh, how high-power lasers work. And how they burn through things. And uh, how they can be color-selective. For whatever reason... These lasers um, have issues burning through blue materials. I, I There's a science to it that yours truly didn't dig into because I'm not fucking Bill Nye, the pretend science guy. Uh, and I know I'm describing this vaguely, but I promise you these videos are on TikTok. They're on YouTube. They're on Reels. They are available for you to see. They are not doctored. They are not fake. Uh, these videos will show you people, one, demonstrating how these lasers work, how they affect different materials that they set to burn. And then, I guess the jaw-dropping, head-scratching, what the fuck, I really, now this is happening part, is they'll show you images and video from all the destruction in Hawaii. And I'm telling you right now, I've seen this, I've looked and I've looked and I've looked at different videos, Different people, different sources. There are a lot of blue things standing. Beach umbrellas, vehicles, canopies, roofs, 
houses. It's such a very fucking odd thing. But the videos speak for themselves. All these people didn't go out and edit video footage just to fucking whatever. You know, um, and, you know, what, what do we make of this? I, I shared a video on the podcast Instagram the other day. A lawyer, he, you know, lost things in the fire down there as well. Talked about some of the elites. Uh, I believe Oprah Winfrey was one of them. Before the fire started, private firefighting companies were on the island, like, doing prevention work around some of these, the more elite people's properties and this and that, all these properties which remained unscathed, strangely. Um, you know, and is it so hard to believe that these people, the government, would set this island ablaze so they could take the land for themselves, you know? Maybe uh, rebuild Epstein Island in some sort of perverted... Star Wars Empire rebuilding the Death Star tactic kind of thing, right? Or, or is it just a land grab for real estate that, that's almost priceless? I mean, land, they're not making any more of it. Um, you know, and, and once again, it comes back full circle, you know, rich men north of rich men, where the rich and powerful get richer and those who lost everything, well, they lose more, they get nothing. You know, and I feel like... We live in this bubble where, that's what it was, where we have somehow managed to select leaders, like I said, who are so fucking out of touch, you know, and maybe that speaks to our intelligence or complete lack thereof, you know, and we have to do better. I have to do better. You have to do better. We all have to do better, you know, and we have to agree to do that. We have to come to some kind of... I don't know, compromise or something to where, you know, every aspect of our life has become about political agendas for so many and at so many levels. And, you know, literally it's at every level. The other night I'm, I'm helping Bia with her homework and U.S. history, one of if the only few subjects where my help is actually sought. Um, the teacher, I guess for lack of a better word, gave them this questionnaire called a quiz that more or less was vetting students to see which party they aligned with. And, I, and I'm not lying. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you some of the things that are on there. Like, explain to me, one, how that's relevant. Two, what there is gained by that. Like, and obviously this is just another leftist educator, and I use the term educator loosely, trying to figure out which students they need to indoctrinate and which ones maybe are already brainwashed and mindless sheep that they can just let them go and lick rainbow flags and do whatever. But to, the, one of the biggest issues to me was how some of the questions were worded and how I feel crucial context was left out of, the quest, out of these questions. It was almost like an ignorant arrogance to, like, my... I'm so smart and everyone's so dumb that I can, and, and, and here, here, we'll just dive into it. These ranged from should illegals be, who come to the people who come, and they would use it in terms of foreigners who come to this country illegally, should they be extended voting rights like citizens of the United States? Like 
adding words doesn't glorify, you know. Should the government fund Planned Parenthood? Why the fuck are you asking high school kids about should the government give money to a company whose business is killing the unborn? Like, you know, and, and some of these questions were, you know, things I had to explain to be what this was, what this meant. Uh, you know, many uh, rigmarole questions about how we should, should the rich be taxed more to pay or offset this, that, like uh, student debt, for instance, instance is one of them. Should we tax the rich more to uh, tackle climate issues without listing any of what said climate issues were or stating that the you know the wealthiest Americans do pay a bulk of the taxes already and that you're not real they're not really walking around with extra change in their pocket and if they are it's because the elites in Congress and the House and the Senate and all that in politics refuse to change the tax code because their donors use it too but uh, one of the questions, should Trump be pardoned if found guilty? Should the U.S. stay in the Paris climate trash? Should the government be allowed to force vaccine mandates? And I'll be 100% honest with you. It, it, and I, I said this to my wife, and I know it's a slippery slope for her as these are people in the school district where she works. That, that if this was my, my daughter, I'd pull her from that class immediately. And me and... Uh, teacher, comrade, lefty, we would have a serious conversation because this guy's a living advertisement for fucking homeschool. You know, so when people tell you these types of teachers aren't real, and those of you that live in this area uh, that I know and interact with throughout the week, I'm telling you these fuckers, they're local, they're here. Um, this is a small rural place in Wisconsin. You know, why the fuck would a teacher care about how a high school student leans politically or what their thoughts are on things like the par like things that don't fucking affect them and probably won't for the next five to ten years and it's not a oh we're foreshadowing you know it's that you know the biggest thing is ask yourself this and I asked some people and talked to people who had said you know there's no way in curriculum that this would fit in that this was strictly just somebody going rogue and doing their own thing it was literally like a google survey uh you know, and I had someone else bring up a good point that they would like to see, you know, after the results of the survey, and even asked at the end, which party do you lean with, do you associate yourself with politically? Once again, none of the teacher's business. Yeah, and it's none of the student's business how the teacher, it's, that's not what it's about. I mean, and I could see if we were talking, um, you know, just to provide some more context, that they had been doing current events and that the day before we were doing vocabulary for uh, revolutionary war, you know, the founding of the nation, like articles of confederation explaining to her, uh, you know, in her own words, how to talk about the constitution, um, different people like John Adams, George Washington, um, you know, Alexander Hamilton. And then to, the next day we're on to, you know, some shit that should be going on in Madison, Wisconsin. I mean, come on. You know, and I guess I look at it and I'm like, why bring this to the learning tree? You know, and, and you can't ask these people this because their brains are, are disconnected. They're, they have a warped, perverse view of life. And even my liberal friends, I know at their core, they are fucking morons. I mean, that's how they associate with that. They may have good hearts, but their minds are poisoned. 
Um, you know, it, it, I just, I don't, all I look at is how, it, what it could do is affect how students are viewed by the teacher. If they have opposing views, you know, obviously the teacher is in a position of power and the questions were worded in a manner that was obvious. They came from some leftist point of view, you know, so even as a conservative student, how honest are you going to be if you've watched the news, you've seen this bullshit, you know? And knowing that this fucking commie holds your grade in his hands, you know? We can teach history without the knowledge of one's political leanings. I, Planned Parenthood doesn't have a place in history. The Paris Climate Accords doesn't have a place in fucking history. We don't have to, We can teach history without talking about Donald Trump. We can teach history without talking about taxing rich people to offset all the things the government wants to hand out to everyone else. Um, you know, and it's just, it, it, to me, it, it's lazy, which, I mean, I think is, is a trend in education. There's a lot of good teachers, but there's a lot of laziness out there too. You know, and I feel like the issue is people on the left, and, and you know, some people on the right are probably guilty of this as well. They see their political... Uh, I guess how they align politically is something, it's part of their identity. Like it almost consumes them, you know? And, and like I said, history has so much content, whether it's good or bad, that there's a wealth of it to teach to, to our kids. And it doesn't have to come from any other point of view other than fucking historical record. It's literally right there in the name history, you know? And, and I understand that, opinions and bias seep into everything but this isn't one of those jobs where it's allowed to and it's not supposed to you know and it's not even here about you know i'm not even trying to say oh we have to protect kids from leftist ideas i i would be just as creased if it was going the other way because what we should be protecting them is giving is being forced into opinions. They should be given the grace to form their own opinions, experience the world through their own eyes, you know, and not be pushed uh, an agenda by someone who hides in a classroom and sees the world through things like curriculum and textbooks. And I think, you know, education for some years, it's been a war on critical thinking and, you know, people thinking for themselves in general, especially young people. You know, it's whether we, we, we want to make them we're making them dumber by educating them with less relevant things, less meaningful things, you know. And and it, it, it extends outside of the classroom. I mean, we have adults and fucking clowns all over the Internet whose profession is influencer. Like, that's your existence, is to try to convince people to buy dumb shit or believe or be amused by the dumb shit you say or do. Like, seriously, like, if it ever gets to that, like, 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 why, you know, and God help us. That's my, uh, I, I don't know, but, you know, pay attention. I know a lot of, a lot of you do, but man, pay attention to what goes on in the classrooms. You'd be surprised what five minutes of helping with homework could lead you down the fucking rabbit hole of discovering. Not going to lie. I kind of like this AM thing. Um, I mean, obviously my wife is at the grocery store, so the dogs aren't going crazy up there playing around with her. 
Um, I'm trying to think. That's, um, but yeah, that's all I got. Uh, I feel good doing two episodes in a row. Uh, football's back tonight. Um, I appreciate everyone for tuning in. Um, looking forward to staying more regularly now, if I can, and uh, keeping you posted on all the lovely adventures of Uber and whatnot. I know Brandon and I are going to try to sit down and do um, probably some more bourbon sessions. And like I said before, I think there's this, I don't know, it's kind of, in my head, merging the two things to where this just becomes drinking, you know, not just drinking, but doing the, merging the bourbon with the podcast of just sitting around talking and, you know, life, whatever, you know, and it, maybe it becoming less scripted, you know, when I'm by myself, it has to stay scripted or it's just me hemming it on. But, um, so I'm looking forward to that and still working out all the kinks and the cogs and that and trying to, you know, line up. Everyone's busy. And, you know, my time when I do like to do things and when other people have time available plays a key role in that. So there'll have to be some give and take there as well. But, um, going to keep pushing towards that. But, um, thank you everyone. Um, I hope everyone has a great weekend. I mean, it's Sunday, so I guess the weekend's over, but Hey, have a great and promising week. Woohoo. Later.